Thank you for tuning in to the Eastern Maine Sports Podcast. Where we'll, today we'll talk about high school football. We'll review the quarterfinal round and get you ready for a semifinal football as we're season is winding down. Please, uh, please follow us on Facebook at, and Instagram at Eastern Maine Sports and Twitter at Eastern Me Sports. Uh, my name is Mark Callen. I got Bob Beatham here with me today. Thank you, Bob. Oh, thanks for having me again. Yes, no doubt. And um, we're just going to go over a little bit what happened last week and get people ready for the uh, semifinal round this coming this coming weekend. Um, first, we'll start in Class A. Um, the best game of the weekend there, at least up in the northern part, was uh, Edward Little sneaking by Lewiston. That kind of game, that game kind of went as expected. We thought thought it could go either way, and it surely did. Lewiston had the lead lead late, I believe, and then Edward, Edward Little got a late touchdown, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. It was really the last uh, three or four minutes of the game was really a carbon copy of the regular season finale. Edward Little trailed late. Uh, they had the ball at their own 30-yard line with about three minutes to go. And then Leighton Girard, their uh, senior quarterback, uh, led them on an impressive drive, uh, throwing the ball as well, and then ran in for the uh, go-ahead touchdown uh, with just over a minute to play to give Edward Little the win, just as he did a week ago. And um, going forward this weekend, um, Chevrolet, uh Oxford Hills, three-two matchup, four, uh, four-one matchup. Edward Little and Portland. How do you how do you see that going? Yeah, I think the top two seeds are certainly the favorites there. Uh, Portland, you know, with their ground game, uh, with the Elowich kid, also Trefevin, uh, they're really going to try to control uh, the clock, uh, really control the line of scrimmage with their uh, offensive line. Again, Edward Little certainly has got a very good weapon in uh, Leighton Girardin as a quarterback. Uh, Portland beat them fairly handily in the regular season. And then you've got Oxford Hills taking on Chevrolet's team. And speaking of Chevrolet's, just want to talk a little bit about the uh, Chevrolet's Bangor game on Friday night. Uh, Bangor, you know, taking a very young team down there. They lost 49-7 to to Chevrolet's in the last game of the regular season. And then went down to Portland on Friday and gave Chevrolet's a very competitive game a lot of freshmen and sophomores uh, playing for Bangor. Actually, Bangor started a freshman wide receiver, Keegan Sear, called a touchdown pass. And, uh, you know, you can certainly debate the merits of whether a one-in-seven team should be in the playoffs. But, you know, Bangor, you know, they had an extra game. And certainly, I think it's a good springboard for them going into next season, going down and give Chevrolet a competitive game. Uh, but, again, looking to this week's game with Oxford Hills, I think Oxford Hills just might have a few too many weapons. Uh, Colton Carson, a very good quarterback, and he's going to go to Maine as a baseball pitcher. And they've got a number of weapons uh, besides them as well. They did have a few injuries late in the season. Again, maybe that extra week they get to get rested up a little bit and healthy. And so I really look for Portland and Oxford Hills to advance uh, into the final to face each other in two weeks. Um Scarborough Bon Eagle, probably the big matchup down south this coming weekend. How do you see the Class A South going? Yeah, they played a high-scoring game at Scarborough a couple of weeks ago. Scarborough winning 48-35. I uh, haven't really seen either team this year. Uh, Scarborough's really developed their program nicely down there. They've got a lot of good athletes, uh, good size along the line of scrimmage. Uh, bon Eagle might be a year away. They've got a number of uh, young kids, but, again, that should be a battle. Uh, down to Scarborough this weekend. Looking, looking forward to that one. Um, Class B, um, North, 
uh, Lewiston snuck by Mount uh, Mount Blue, and uh, kind of Brunswick made a statement. I thought this might be a little closer because it was uh, was in the regular season, but they they really uh, jumped out and uh, cruised the victory of a Brewer. Um, what do you, what did you uh, think about those matchups? Uh, they're going to play a very good Coney team on uh, Friday night. Hey, I think the key to a lot of these matchups this weekend, too, as we talk about the different classes, is going to be field conditions. Uh, uh, I know Coney's going to play their game uh, Friday night down at Lewiston High School, and a number of other schools have moved their games as well to artificial turf fields. Uh, again, this last week, we had a lot of cold weather, and then we also had some wet weather towards the end of the week. So with the freezing and the thawing of the fields and the rain, uh, a lot of these grass fields are, are probably not the best of shape right now. So, uh, but looking forward to that game again. Coney defensively really, you know, shut Brunswick down the first time they played, and their offense has gotten better and better as the years gone on. Uh, Riley Geyer is the quarterback for Coney, and they've got a lot of role uh, playmakers there as well. Um, and then Brunswick's been banged up. They, you know, one of the top backs has been out a uh, good part of the season. They hope to have him back next week when they take on uh, Coney. So I, but I, I think Coney certainly, you know, would have to be the favorite there. And then you got Lawrence and Skowhegan. Again, game played at Skowhegan. Again, who knows? You know, field conditions could play a factor in that game as well. Uh, Skowhegan's starting to try to spread you out a little bit. Uh, they've got a real good playmaker and quarterback in Marcus Christopher. And Lawrence uh, was able to put 44 up on them when they played at Caius Field and Fairfield a few weeks ago. So, again, I think Lawrence will probably try to keep the ball on the ground and try to control the line of scrimmage that way. Uh, so, again, that, that should be two real good semifinal games in uh, B North. And what about Class B South? Class B South, I think Kennebunk and Marsh would certainly – I mean, I would be shocked if those two didn't play in two weeks. Uh, Marsh would probably having the – tougher uh, matchup this week. They're going to play a good Falmouth team. And then Greeley, who got, you know, blown out by Bedford in the regular season, you know, came back and won that game on Friday night. So you've got Greeley taking on Kennebunk, and then Marshwood is going to take on Falmouth. Again, anything can happen in the playoffs, but again, I would be, you know, I'd be very shocked if it's not uh, Kennebunk-Marshwood in the final. Um, Class C... North, I think these are going to be two very interesting uh, uh, semifinal games. Uh, Herman just rolled over Oceanside. I, I actually picked Oceanside in that one. I definitely way wrong on what that one. What were you one, thinking? But, uh, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> um, but Herman definitely uh, took it to them on uh, Friday night at Hampton and cruised for that victory. And I think that Winslow Herman is going to be interesting. I think Nokomis MCI is going to be interesting, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I did see uh, Nokomis this week. I uh, saw Nokomis yesterday against Madomic Valley. Uh, very impressed on Friday night with Herman. They really were locked in, uh, very focused that night. I think Oceanside might have had, they didn't have any more than two first downs. They had either one or two first downs in the contest. Uh, Herman got the ball first. They got stalled in their first series. And then Oceanside gets the ball. Uh, Garrett Trask gets a pick six to put him on the board. And then Oceanside was able to return the ball to the Herman 30 on the kickoff. And Oceanside and three downs got stuffed for a couple of yards, and they never really got anything going after that. It was just a, a dominant performance by Herman. Uh, other thing of note in that ball game too, uh, Garrett Trask really ran the ball a lot more than he had the regular season. I, and I thought that might happen come playoff time. They try to get the ball in Garrett Trask's hands a little bit more, and really it gives him another 
running back for them. And, you know, he can be very, you know, difficult to stop that way as well. Uh, did have a couple of key injuries, though, Friday night. We'll see what uh, the status of a couple of kids who's going to be for this coming Friday against Winslow. Uh, uh, Garrett, excuse me, not Garrett, uh, but uh, River Mullen went down with an injury, I believe, early in the second quarter in that game and didn't return. And then Travis Fell, one of the real outstanding wide receivers, uh, went out with an ankle injury in that game as well and was on crutches uh, the second half of that game. So, again, their status Friday night is going to be key as far as uh, what might happen in that ball game. Uh, and then you look at uh, Nokomis. They got off to a little bit of a slow start against the Dominic Valley. Uh, really controlled um, the play for the most of the first half, but really shot themselves in the foot with a lot of penalties. And uh, <coughs> it was a 7 nothing game until right before the half. They got a long pass play right before the half go up 14 nothing, and then kind of cruise from there in the second half and won 38-6. to six. Uh, But I think you look ahead to this Friday night, uh, talking about uh, field conditions and teams uh, moving games, Herman's going to play Winslow Friday night at 7 o'clock at the uh, turf field at Husson. And I think that could be a real advantage for Herman, too. They've got a lot of athletes on both sides of the line. And then if, you know, Garrett Trask gets in the open field, you've got Keith Pomeroy, real good wide receiver. And then you mix that up with the big bruising fullback and Zach Tubbs. Again, that could be a lot for Winslow to deal with. And again, Winslow's going to counter. They're going to be kind of an eye, power eye. Although when I saw them play Lawrence in the regular season, they showed a little bit of spread offense as well. Winslow is actually a young team this year. They only have four seniors. So, uh, couple of them were real, real difference makers. Uh, ben Dorval, a uh, real strong tailback for them. Uh, the Demers kid at fullback is a is, uh, big, strong kid. And they probably have one of the top linemen in the conference in Cameron Winslow, uh, two-way lineman for the Black Raiders. So, again, that, mm-hmm. that's going to be an outstanding football game Friday night, which I plan on attending. And then Nokomis MCI. Again, Nokomis probably has got to cut down on the number of turn, or excuse me, the number of uh, penalties if they're going to have a shot to beat MCI Friday night. And again, anytime you face MCI, you've always got that uh, big offensive and defensive line to contend with as well. So, um, but again, should be you know two outstanding games on Friday. Yeah, MCI always has a good home field advantage there, but Nokomis did play their last game of the regular season and, and took them to overtime. So um, I don't think they'll be intimidated by that, but definitely a tough challenge. No, no, no. I don't think Nokomis will be intimidated at all. But again, it will be a tough task uh, to go down at MCI and try to win that game on Friday. But again, I think it'll be two outstanding uh, semifinals. And and again, I think if you look at the Herman Winslow game, again, Herman's had an outstanding couple of seasons. But again, they're really looking for that one signature win to kind of maybe put them over the top a little bit, so to speak. Uh, they were 6-2 and two last year, and um, and then 7-1 and one this year. But, again, their best win this year was against a 4-4 four and four Nokomis team. Well, 5-4 and four now, but uh, that's probably been their best win this year. So, again, they're still kind of looking for that big, you know, signature win for their program. And, um, you know, we'll see if they get it Friday night. And um, Class C South, what do you, what do you see there? Uh, Class C South saw pictures from that uh, Freiburg Yarmouth game. Yeah, it looks so like 
they played some in some uh, interesting conditions um, Friday night over to Freiburg. Uh, interesting thing about Freiburg, again, they've kind of, I don't think they're sneaking up on anybody anymore, but uh, defensively, after giving up 36 to Lisbon first game of the year, they haven't allowed more than one touchdown in the game since then. So, um, again, I have not seen anything on Freiburg this year. From what I understand, they're you know strong physical football team, like to run the ball, uh, very good defensively. Um, have not seen them at all this year, so not uh, not sure what to, and really have not seen Freiburg in a number of years. So they're a little bit of a little bit of a mystery to me. Yeah. And then, uh, yep. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, you okay. know, I was I was going to say, you know, I, I saw pitches that that uh, played in the snow uh, yesterday. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know if they have fun playing in that or not, but they they definitely rolled. Yeah, they, they certainly did. And then uh, the other semifinal, you get two teams that really like to spread you out with athletes. You got Levitt and uh, Cape Elizabeth in that one. Um, again, Levitt won, you know, big in the regular season matchup. And game's going to be at Levitt Friday night. Again, you know, we'll see over there what what the field conditions might be in that one. And again, that could that could be a big factor over there on Friday. Um, let's go to Class D, where um, first we're going to start off with what happened uh Yesterday, uh, number five Washington Academy went to Dexter and uh, defeated the Tigers. And uh, um, good for the good for that that program. Is that their, um, just like Herman? That was in, in the Comus, right? First uh, first playoff win for for the, all those programs. And uh, not many people. Um, Dexter, we had a unanimous selection yesterday for to to win that game. Washington Academy went in there and uh, defeated them, and they were ahead the whole game. They had you know twelve nothing halftime and. Or something like that, and then they went had a win twenty seven. Good, good for that program, huh? Oh, no question. Again, they picked up their fifth win of the year, first playoff win, and uh, I know Dexter was missing, you know, their best two way lineman, which certainly you know was a big factor. But again, when you you know get beat twenty nine nothing in the regular season, and then you know turn around, and what I understand, and and did you go to the game yesterday? I, I did not. No, nope. you did not. Okay, uh, but to turn that around and you know to win twenty to seven, what I understand, you know, pretty much. Uh, dominated the football game. Again, they're certainly going to have a tough task going to Dover on Friday night to face Foxcroft Academy. But again, great uh, job for the program. And um, you know, it was forty-one nothing when they played at Foxcroft in the regular season. But they were they hung around for a while, from what I understand of that game. So again, we'll you know, we'll see what happens up there Friday night. But certainly, uh, excellent job uh, from Coach Terrell. Yeah, no doubt, and I think uh, I think the uh, other semifinal game on Friday night, Madnock at Bucksport, should be a lot of fun uh, uh, over there in Bucksport. Uh, I think it should be high scoring, just like the first one. Obviously, field conditions and how cold it is uh, determines that too a little bit. But um, I think both of these teams are solid, and uh, it should be a fun game, huh? Oh, I think it's going to be a great football game. And again, as you mentioned, we've talked about uh, throughout our podcast today is how. I think even in this game, probably more than any of the other games, though, how much field conditions are really going to play a factor. Uh, a sloppy, muddy field, big advantage to Bucksport uh, because they're going to line up. They're going to be, you know, eye formation, power eye, maybe some wing tee. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of secret about what they're going to do. They're going to try to get Thomas off and then also Wardwell the ball as much as possible, run between the tackles. Um, and, you know, utilize, try to utilize their offensive line to wear down Mananacook Academy. Uh, Mananacook, they wanted – probably at the skill positions has the best uh, athletic talent in the conference. Uh, they're going to try to get you out in space and uh, try to use their athleticism uh, to beat Bucksport. 
and they certainly are capable of making big plays and, and they're very explosive. But it'll be interesting. I, I know in the past, too, if the field hasn't been playable, they have mm-hmm. elected to play some games at Maine Maritime Academy in Castine, not, you know, which is not too far from there. But certainly, you know, I would say that uh, the sloppier the conditions, uh, the bigger advantage to Bucksport. And on the dry field with the athletes, I think maybe Matt and Ockwick might have a little bit of an advantage. So uh, that, that's going to be very interesting on Friday night. So I might. Uh, I might hold off and do my picks until maybe Wednesday morning this week, just to see, you know, what might transpire there. Yeah. We should have a better, better idea on the uh, forecast by then. And, uh, and uh, probably uh, going to determine a few people's picks, picks for, for that one. And maybe a few other games uh, this week. Um, I think the early forecast right now is showers and around 50 degrees for Friday, but again, it's still a week away. So, but in the meantime, too, if we, the forecast most of the week uh, is a lot of showers, and so the fields could be in a little bit of rough shape come Friday night. But boy, fifty degrees would feel nice, wouldn't it? Yes, it would, especially <laughs> after uh, sitting in the snow and cold at uh, Newport yesterday. Yeah, that got got nasty quick. Um, yeah. um, I did. Let's, we'll talk about Class D South here. We've probably been the wildest uh, uh, bracket so far. As uh, you know, we we talk a lot about uh, too many teams make the playoffs. Not too many teams make the playoffs there. As number five, six, and seven all advance, and uh, you know Madison probably didn't expect to get a home game in the semifinals. No, not at all. And I think you look at that. I mean, Wells uh, rolled over Poland on Friday night, and then the five, six, and seven teams won. And again, remember, all eight teams made the Class D South playoffs. So. Um, and the thing that was really shocking about that, too, is the five and six seed, uh, Winthrop Monmouth uh, over Spruce Mountain and Madison over Mountain Valley. Neither one of those games were close. Uh, Madison blew out Mountain Valley 40 to 12 and Winthrop beat Spruce Mountain 37 to nothing. Uh, game that I, I question, I, I've got to believe that the field must have been a quagmire at Lisbon yesterday. Two teams, combined, Lisbon and Oak Hill, combined for 74 points a week ago, and it was a 6 nothing overtime win for Oak Hill. Now, I'm sure the defense has made adjustments, but I've got to believe that, that <laughs> yeah. the field at Lisbon certainly uh, had, a, had a lot to do with that score. Yeah, I probably didn't expect to, you know, uh, go that low. That, I mean, after after putting up all those points uh, a week earlier, but uh, yeah, some adjustments. But that's yeah, had to do something. Had to had to have something to do with the field. But no um, question. I mean, they, those teams must have played in the swamp or something yesterday because there's no way that those teams combining for 74 points a week ago and it's a six nothing overtime game. I, I mean, it must have been a swamp or or something of, of that nature. Uh, and yeah, it, it probably was already raining or snowing because it was, you know, everywhere. I was probably started a little bit earlier down there than it did the the Newport Dexter area. Um, but uh, I guess any anything, uh, any final thing you want to say on, uh, you know, either either last week's games or this this week's games coming up? Well, I thought, well, you know, last week for the most part, it's, you know, D South certainly was, um, you know, up in the air. But I, I think you know you've got the best teams for the most part that have advanced to this weekend and should have some really. Uh, interesting football uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, also, uh, wanted to give a little bit of credit to to Madame McValley. Uh, their program certainly, um, despite their loss yesterday, again taking another step forward, getting to the playoffs, and was very competitive. Again, the final score didn't show it, but they were very competitive for a while 
uh, with Nokomish yesterday. So good, good job with uh, Coach Snell and the Madonna Valley Panthers. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, we, we hear about, you know, programs not doing so well, uh, Orlando's lower numbers, you know, obviously what happened down with South Portland and stuff. But, uh, you know, in other places, it's, it's going very well. As we mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Washington Academy, Herman, and Nokomis, their programs are picking up, you know, getting getting better. So I think there's there's more positive than, positives than negatives, don't you? Oh, no question. Again, you get some, you know, remember maybe two decades ago or, yeah, about two decades ago in the early 90s, you had about 55 schools playing main high school football. Now you've got 78 programs that are playing varsity football. Again, out of those 78, you're going to have programs that are going to have their struggles. But uh, it seems like most of the focus this year, though, has been, you know, what can we do to, you know, help decrease the number of blowouts and make more competitive football. But uh, but for the most part, I think I think football is, a, and is still in a pretty good place in the state and I think is uh, very healthy uh, overall. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. And as I said, it's good to see in those new programs. But I want to thank you, Bob. Maybe next week we can definitely uh, get, get ready for the uh, regional finals and uh, review the uh, semifinal games that will be played on Friday and Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Look forward to it. And again, Friday night, I plan on being over to Huss and watch that uh, Harmon Winslow game. And again, we'll, I do know that game's going to be Friday night at 7 o'clock. And then we'll kind of look at the schedule and see what uh, – I don't think there's going to be a lot of Saturday games next week. But, you know, we might um, – I mean, there's only two definite Saturday games that I know of. It'll be uh, Gardner and Freiburg, and then Sanford and Thornton Academy. Uh, but again, depending on what the weather's like this week, some other teams might decide to play on Saturdays as well. So we shall see. Definitely, we're winding down, and uh, we'll we'll be doing these uh, right up right up through state championship uh, weekend, where the Class D game will be played at Orono, the other games will be down in Portland, and then uh, after that, we'll get right into basketball season. So a lot of fun, huh, Bob? Oh, absolutely. Be right into basketball. There actually be a lot of preseason tournaments right after Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving weekend. Definitely. Well, thank you, Bob, and thank you for listening, and uh, and talk to you next week, Bob. All right. Look forward to it. All right. Please follow Eastern Main Sports at easternmainsports.com.